school moms are busy. Bright Ideas Press gets that. And that's why, for over 25 years, we have promised to publish Christian-oriented homeschool curriculum that will fit your family. Curriculum that is both affordable and easy to use with children of different ages and learning styles at the same time. Curriculum that busy moms love. Offering history, science, geography, and humanities curriculum and over 100 options of online classes and clubs for homeschool families, the team at Bright Ideas Press creates products and resources that will not only help simplify your life, but also inspire, encourage, and equip you to educate your children. Check out brightideaspress.com for more information. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today, we are going to discuss sibling rivalry, 10 solutions that work. You can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Look for episode 330. I also want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, and that is Bright Ideas Press. Uh, You can find all sorts of your curriculum needs uh, met at Bright Ideas Press, so check them out. They have some online classes as well as amazing curriculum. Well, if you have more than one child, you have experienced sibling rivalry One or more of the children feel slighted in some way, or they don't think things are fair, or whatever the 1,432 reasons are that they have that gives them the right to fight with their brother or sister. Either way, there's an issue that parents need to address for their own sanity. And I do know that there are some ways I've been able to deal with my children who continuously fight for attention. I felt that from one year to the next, everyone was either getting along great or the next year, you know, all heck broke loose and everybody was not getting along. So it uh, changed day to day, hour to hour, as you know, in families uh, that can happen. And there is some good news out of all of this. Um, You know, when kids fight over different things or an injustice or whatever that is, Um, I feel that it's a good way to help them with negotiating skills, problem solving, and resolution issues, as well as anger management, if there is an issue there. But when it comes to, you know, hitting each other, that's when I used to draw the line and say, okay, you know, we really need to get to the bottom of this because it's never okay to hit. Um, I know some parents let the kids duke it out. It's survival of the fittest. Um, But in our home, I just really had a hard time. Um, I'm pretty much a micromanager and have um, admitted that to my children. My children know that. And so we just really had to come to some resolutions that we're going to work 
um, for everyone. You know, I didn't let my kids get away with bad behavior. In fact, I would warn them. And so there are some things that you can put in place, and I call these my top 10 solutions that work. Um, And so, you know, kids can be kids, um, and they will be kids if you let them. But again, there's no excuse for bad behavior. And so these are some of the things that I believe really uh, worked. And the first is, what is the recourse? If something happens or kids fight or something is broken, what happens to the offending child? We aren't always there, are we, parents? And so sometimes kids will come running to complain about each other and you're not there and you just have no idea. Um, So it's sometimes difficult uh, to make a decision or um, to set some guidelines or parameters when we weren't there and we didn't see it. But some of the, you know, kind of a matter of fact uh, type of thing, you know, if your kids know that they, if they fight, they're going to get in trouble, that is, you know, the recourse. The kids know that. The second thing is if, for example, um, they broke something that belonged to another sibling. Uh, my favorite line is, it was an accident. Um, as if that excuses everything. Yes, things are accidents. Uh, That's why they call them an accident. You didn't purposely, hopefully, mean to break whatever that item is. However, there still needs to be restitution and, um, you know, something needs to be done about it. And so, again, it depends on you, on your family, but this is something that my family knew that if this happened, you know, this is this is the recourse that would take place, that, that there was going to be some action. Number two, communication between kids. Have them work it out. Um, one year, uh, Neil and Christina, my two oldest, were having the hardest time. I remember sitting them in, in the chairs just back to back, and they would just have to sit there until one or the other of them decided that they were going to turn their chairs around and actually talk to their sibling um, or I would start them, um, you know, facing each other until they would, you know, communicate and work it out. And it usually was within an area, you know, where I could see them and watch them and make sure they're not sitting there trying to kick each other. Uh, so, you know, I would say I have all day. And if you guys want to take all of your free time and do this and still have to do chores well into the night, um, that's your, you know, option. Um, But I think it would be better if you guys would just communicate and get this um, worked out. The third is effective listening and respecting their feelings. Now, personally, I have the hardest time with this. It is very, very effective and it works, which is why it's called effective listening. Um, But my daughter does this extremely well with my grandkids. And for example, one of the children might come and say that her feelings were hurt because of, you know, something happened. And she would say things like, I'm really sorry that your feelings were hurt and, um, you know, and sit there and listen to them and empathize with them and respect their feelings. Um, I just, uh, you know, would do that um, in extreme cases. And again, it does work. Um, You know, I think that God gives certain people the grace uh, to be able to do that. And I just really applaud my daughter for doing it really well. The fourth is rules, the, you know, um, what those, what those rules are and how, uh, you're going to, you know, rule, if you will, um, over something. For example, if you saw the kids, uh, doing something that maybe, uh, was not acceptable, 
Um, the biggest rule I have is you don't play favorites. Um, one child over another is going to be the quote unquote perfect child, and they will um, tell you, you know, that <laughs> in no uncertain terms. Um, but you have to, um, you know, be unbiased and, um, you know, remember that you are the parent and one child isn't always perfect, only God's perfect. So that takes uh, that right there. Uh, number six is, um, or number five, I'm sorry, um, is important. You know, both are accountable. Um, that's like number one for me, like what is the recourse? Uh, they know something's going to happen. So um, number five as well, both are accountable. It takes two. And that's what I always told my children. It always takes two to fight. You know, you can walk away. Um, but if you're participating in the fighting, then you're just as guilty as the person you know, who started it, quote unquote. Uh, number six, equality. Is life really fair? Now, my daughter and I uh, talk about this as well. And, you know, I always say life is not fair. And she tries to be, as she puts it, Grandma Gerwitz, which was her grandmother, not me. Um, and, you know, um, my mother-in-law tried really hard with five children to be as perfectly um, even as she possibly could. And of course, inevitably, that doesn't work well. Um, but she tried as hard as she could, and my daughter does too. Um, I always say, you know, life isn't fair, and I'm not even going to try um, because it's too difficult and more than likely, someone is not going to appreciate it anyway. So all of that effort, um, you know, doesn't work for me. But um, you have to, again, look at your family and what would work for you. Number seven is one of the easiest things that is very effective, and that is take away that item that is causing the problems. The kids had some um, old cell phone the other day that they had over here that their one of the, the dad had given them. And, you know, it had a little click because it took pictures and everything. And they were just fighting over this thing um, until, you know, um, my son-in-law uh, got to the house after work. And the first thing he did was he just took that away. And um, amazing. Uh, that was the end of that. And everyone started getting along. So you just take away the offending item. Um, I restrict electronics. Uh, that works really well. I don't care how old my uh, child is, uh, whether they are a teenager or a young adult. Um, if there is an issue, I just tell them to go put their phones um, on the charger and just leave them there. And I also add the warning. Uh, you may not take it unless you have asked my permission or you're going to lose it overnight. So no one wants to lose their phone um, privileges for the evening. Uh, so that worked extremely well. Number eight, no verbal abuse. There is, uh, you know, I talk about character assassination. There's no need for that. Um, you know, we are uh, a family. This is supposed to be a safe place. This is a place where you are to feel loved and, you know, cherished. And I expect that um, for each person in our family to treat the other like that. Uh, number nine, we need time together, time to build relationships. Um, I remember teaching um, classes at church, and I often started with, you know, do you love me? I would ask the kids this, and, you know, most of them would just kind of look at me like, you know, lady, you're just weird. 
um, you know, no, I don't love you. But you know, I might have someone who would say, well, yes, of course I love you because Jesus tells us to love everyone. And I said, you know, while that's noble, um, it's not realistic. You can't know someone you don't or you can't love someone you don't know. You have to spend time together. You have to build that relationship. Same thing with siblings. You know, yes, you're born into the same family. doesn't necessarily mean that you have the same likes and interests. Um, my son's roommate in college uh, plays sports as an athlete while his identical twin uh, goes to an electronics um, engineering school, and that's his major. So, you know, whether you're a... Um, identical or, you know, fraternal twin, or you grow up in the same family, you don't necessarily have the same likes and desires or, you know, even um, abilities. So that's important to know and to spend that time to develop these things. And then the 10th is my favorite, and that is forgiveness, um, but pray for each other. And that there is nothing that defeats sibling rivalry, like asking the kids to lay hands on each other and pray for each other. Um, It's a beautiful thing. You know, when the kids did fight, I would just say to them, you know, is this, is what you're doing worth fighting about? Because if it is, you're both going to get in trouble for misbehaving. And I just want to warn you now, I had one child who would just say, yes, it is so worth it. I know I'm going to get in trouble, but it's going to be so worth it, you know, to pound my brother. And I would just, you know, the, the the recourse there was going to be stricter because you were going to be taking pleasure into beating your brother. Uh, not a good thing. Uh, so, you know, the offending child, you know, was gleefully running around behind me for protection, which kind of tends to happen with a younger sibling. So, you know, you have to let them know um, that they cannot be tormenting their older brothers and sisters and um, need to you know, really work out what the issues are. Um, Effective listening is also one way to deal with chronic issues. Um, If someone took away a child's toy without asking, you know, the response is, I'm sorry your feelings were hurt, and the idea is to value the child's feelings, but if that toy was lost or broken, there needs to be restitution. You know, I know there's much out there about kids and hurting their feelings and perhaps causing damage for the future, And if your child knows that you love them, and I believe that, um, you know, you as parents have a good foundation with them, then, you know, don't be afraid to parent. Um, That is a question I ask um, parents a lot of times and find out that many of them are because they are afraid. Um, You know, you don't want kids who are going to be disrespectful or who gravitate to their friends instead of their family uh, to talk about important things. There was a situation that happened recently with a school teacher here in town, and I remember one of the moms, a friend of mine, uh, saying to me, oh, it's so sad that this happened because my daughter confided in this teacher and said she felt she could just tell her everything. And that would break my heart. I would want my daughter to tell me everything and not some teacher in a school. So listen, I know it's not easy to be a mom or dad. Um, Our kids are individuals created in the image and likeness of God, and our kids need both a mom and dad, and we need to be present to them. Um, I recently heard an interview by the author of the book, The The Boy Crisis, Warren Farrell, and he says that our boys are struggling 
and that there is an answer, and the answer is a two-parent family. He said girls struggle as well, but most single-family homes are run by a mother, so the girl still has a role model. He also claims that most schools are run by women, and in single-family homes, that translates into our boys' failure of good role models which is where the church would hopefully come in. He said the one thing with all of the like school um, mass shootings, uh, the one constant in all of these mass shootings, even outside of the school, was that these boys uh, that were guilty um, were um, you know, products of a, um, a single-parent home. So that's something that we must consider. And as homeschool parents, we can make a difference. We are there with our children. We can mentor our boys and girls. When dad gets home, give him time, mom, to be with your boys. Um, we never ate on time since my husband wanted to come in, say hi to everyone, and then go outdoors and play with the kids before dinner, whether it was fishing in our pond, throwing around a baseball, or playing basketball. Yes, he was exhausted after work. In fact, he had a job that is physical, um, but he knew it was important to spend time with our kids. Kids will fight less if you give them less opportunity to become reactive. Homes where there is less structure, routine, or consequences will find that there is more fighting. Structure is important, which is why um, moms say that when they're doing school and keeping their routines, kids fight less. Look at the situations that trigger the rivalry. I look at my grandkids now, and I can tell little peskier brother feels that if he doesn't stand up for himself, um, you know, that he's going to be left out. And so, you know, the kids just have to say, you know, stop being a pest and yes, you're going to get to play and he's fine. You know, kids um, also can sense tension if there's a problem within your homes or with your spouse or other people in the family. That can also be a trigger uh, that causes them to fight. Friends, I hope this has been helpful uh, to you. You can find the show notes again at Vintage Homeschool Moms. Look for episode 330, 10 solutions uh, that work for sibling rivalry. Take care, God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.